Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Guys, I am super, super excited because today we have a very special guest. Rhino Julie is a 20-year entrepreneur and 16-year owner of the Rhino Gyms in Las Vegas. She is also an online one-on-one wellness coach for entrepreneurs wanting to lose 20 pounds before their next event. Rhino Julie, welcome. Oh man, I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited about all the things we were talking about before we were even recording. This is going to be awesome. Yes. I even said, I'm like, we got to stop talking because there's too many good nuggets here and we're wasting it on the two of us. We need to share it with all of you. So, so let's jump in because I'm not a fan of, you know, dilly dallying. Let's just get right to it. So Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your story, and then we'll just jump in and get to all the good stuff. Yes. So I started my gym 16 years ago because I had a little print advertising business at the time, and I was just gaining more and more and more weight. And I remember I had this client meeting, and I couldn't find any clothes to wear. So I did the, and and I hate, I hate to use the term fat girl, but I mean, I was one, have been one many times in my life. So I did the fat girl thing where you use the hair tie to get your pants to close um, in the front. And then I wore this big jacket like over so that nobody could see that my pants were not buttoned up. And then I went to this client meeting and this client, he was, I was already super intimidated by him. And then I was just sitting in his office And I had my little advertising business and I was talking to him and I was just sweating because it's hot in Las Vegas. And I was just so uncomfortable. I just, I just had this moment where I was like, I do not want to continue my life this way. And I was willing to do anything at that time. I was like, okay, I want to find like a fat camp or something somewhere where I could go. And they would make me do the things because I knew, or I thought that I didn't have the willpower to stop eating my favorite foods. Like, obviously, like all of us have tried. I had tried many times every night I would go to bed and I would read these magazines. Cause this was like, you know, 16, 20 years ago. So I'd read magazines about like how to lose weight and these exercises. And I was like, tomorrow I'm going to be so awesome. And I'm going to do all these things. And then I would do nothing again. It would be another day of eating. <laughs> I got up to two Philly cheesesteaks for lunch and a soda and fries. Like I was, I love food. I was having so much fun. Um, but I wasn't having fun at the same time because when you're overweight, it's like you're eating your favorite food, fulfilling that next craving. But at the same time, you're thinking about how people in the restaurant are thinking about how you shouldn't have another fork full of food. So it's just this constant war. And so super long story short, I couldn't find a place to go. I was like, I could get a second on my house and get $50,000. That's how much I was willing to pay to like lose the weight. It meant that much to me. Couldn't find anywhere to go. Um, I heard this commercial for this doctor and it was only $500 for him to help me lose weight. And so I went in, I got this diet plan that was just so restrictive. Like it was like two strawberries, a tiny little piece of chicken, like just the, the tiniest amount of food. And of course I lost weight, but I was super grumpy, super tired. And then I gained it all back. 
So I went to another doctor and she did like these tests and she's like, Oh, your adrenals don't work properly. You produce too much cortisol. You have all of these issues. And she gave me a whole bunch of pills. And on one hand, I was like, yeah, I knew that it was harder for me than other people. But on the other hand, I didn't take the pills. I don't even think I like ordered them. She gave me like the website to get all these different things. I didn't even order them. And, uh, the next move that I made was I was like, you know what? I need to join the military because I've seen people come back skinny from boot camp. Just ridiculous, right? Like this is how desperate I was though, because I didn't feel like I could make myself do it. And that is a terrible disservice to anyone in the military. That's not why you join the military. So I did not join the military, but I started one of the first, if not the first boot camp for civilians out in the park. And, uh, I hired this guy who was like a drill instructor and like, I actually helped him instruct. And like, after a couple of days, it was just me with my camel hat and my whistle overweight, leading the exercises and carrying buckets of water and carrying logs and all that stuff. And the next 16 years, like I built a fitness business based on my desire to lose weight. And I gained and lost weight many, many times over those 16 years, until now, I finally fixed my nutrition, like just a few years ago, honestly, finally, because I couldn't just work my body to death for hours a day anymore. Like we're getting old, older, like I have a business to run. I can't just torture myself and my body into submission anymore. So now I help people who love food, specifically entrepreneurs, uh, figure it out as well, because I just, I understand what it's like to not want to limit myself. I'm a foodie and I just like to help people who are in that same position, just figure it out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So much to unpack there, but, um, let's, let's rewind just a little bit. So first of all, I just want to thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability because you are like many of us who have these like extreme thoughts. Like I need to go away. I need to just like take a second mortgage off my home so I can go away and somebody can just whip me into shape or maybe I'll go join the military. Like we have these ex extreme views of like, of what we think we need to be successful. Um, so I want to just learn a little bit more about this. Your first, I guess would be your, your, the exercise endeavor, like your boot camp. So what was it specifically that you saw people come out of boot camp skinnier? So that's the direction you wanted to go, or how did you even find somebody to do this? I want to know more about that. Yes. So I was at a kitchen table with some of our friends, and I said, I'm going to start my own fitness boot camp. And I feel like if I exercised enough, I could lose weight without eating healthy. Like that was my whole plan, which is, is terrible now because you just trash your body doing that. It's not good for you long-term. I do not advocate it, but that was my plan at the time. And one of the girls at the table, she's like, well, my dad was in the air force and he was a bodybuilder. Um, he, he can, you know, he can run it for you. And, uh, so like looking back, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I thought he was like way too easy on us. And so I told him, I'm like, I'm going to help, you know, air quotes, I'm going to help you instruct. And then I like, you know, made us carry buckets of water and do relay races and just be really crazy. And the way he was training people was actually correct. Like you take care of them, <laughs> you warm them up, you, but I'm like, no, I need, you know, an extreme version of this. I only have two hours and I need it to be as horrible as possible. And so 
he, he is the nicest man ever. His name's James Payne. And he just tolerated me, um, as I tortured people and myself. <laughs> well, it's like, it's interesting because you thought punishment was the answer. Yes. And uh, for years, for years and it, in like, fortunately or unfortunately it did work because I was in my twenties. So I lost all my weight in the first year. Then every time I got sick or injured or something happened where I couldn't do two to three hours of working out a day, I would gain the weight back. And so that's when I was like, okay, I have to figure out how to do this nutritionally. And we can talk about that later or now about how I finally came around to that. Cause I just resisted eating healthy for like 12 years. I was just the fitness girl. Some of our clients would be like, Hey, what should I do for my nutrition? I'm like, I'll get you a nutritionist, but I don't want to talk about nutrition because I don't like talking about that. And now I'm all about nutrition. Yeah, no, I, th- I say we talk about it right now. So when was, was it just the constant battle between gaining, losing weight all the time that made you open to the idea of nutrition or where was that switch? Yes. Also, I didn't know how bad I was feeling. I didn't know that it wasn't normal to not want to get out of bed in the morning. I didn't realize that it wasn't normal to be tired all the time, to have a fog in my brain. I I didn't know that wasn't normal. And the first time I started nutrition was uh, my gyms. We, we'd just gone through something big and we were really like having a hard time. And I was like, well, what is the one thing we haven't tried? And, and what is the one thing that everyone asks for? And we haven't tried. And it was offering nutrition. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I, I hired, you know, this registered dietitian nutritionist. She was amazing. And she helped me form the program. And I did the motivational rah-rah speech for four session starts before I was willing to do the program myself. And then I was like, man, I have this program in my gym that I'm not willing to do. And I, I just didn't feel good about that. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do the program. And then I did it. And then all of a sudden my brain worked better and the fog cleared and I pulled my business out of this horrible debt hole. I was able to make these decisions. I didn't hide from my business issues anymore. I was excited to work on them. I was excited to, to lead my team. I wanted to get out of bed in the morning. I was like, what? Like, this is what nutrition does. Like I was, I was so annoyed because it took me 12 years to get there. And I was so excited at the same time and couldn't, you know, be quiet about it. Like, so for the last, I don't know, maybe it's been uh, six or seven years. I've just been talking about nutrition nonstop. We run programs all the time, but that first program, I stayed on it for three years and I still fell off. And so after that program, I was really determined to figure out how to have a nutrition plan that I could stick with forever. And now I've found it. Um, but I, I just really identify with people who try something, it works, yay, they're good for a while. And then some major life thing happens, you know, like the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and then we gain 20 pounds and we're like, wait, I thought I had that figured out, which is why my big thing is helping entrepreneurs lose like that 20 pounds and keep it off forever. It's because yeah. it's me because I did it for myself and I want to do it for others. Well, I always even educate my clients on, you know, I think we have to constantly pivot. Like it's great when you find your way, but just because you find your way once doesn't mean that that will never have to be edited or tweaked or changed. So for, for me, I typically say it's about 
once a quarter, like with this change of the seasons, you know, whether it's a change in the sports schedule for yourself or for kids, um, you know, when it's dark earlier, when it's dark later, the temperature, you know, with each season comes a different set of responsibilities. And so we have to constantly be evaluating and ready to make changes so that we can stay true to our system. Would you say that's true for you as well? Or Oh, that I've never heard anyone say that. And I think it's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And for me, my seasons are, I'm working too much. I can't get to the gym for a while. So I need to figure out how to make sure that I, that I stay in shape at home. So like, that's a type of season. Then there's the traveling season for me. So how does, how does it look when I'm traveling and I don't have access to my kitchen or my gym? Uh, But yeah, I can totally see how the seasons with the school year, everyone has to figure out their own seasons. That's brilliant, Adrian. Brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. No, I I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's just, we, part of it, I think the challenge or the frustration is, well, what is my way, right? Like you said, I had to find what worked for me. So if you want to share, you feel comfortable sharing, like what is your way? And I'm not saying that your way is everyone else's way. That's not what I'm saying at all, but, you know, give us an example of what is your way. So my most recent way that I I will be able to stick to forever, because like you said, it is fluid. So my, my most recent way is not a plan that I'm following. There's no foods that I'm not allowing myself to eat. It's not like that. Um, my most recent way is, is awareness and tracking and seeing how I feel. And for me, the scale really does say what's going on. For some people, it doesn't. For me, it really does. And I feel in control when I weigh myself daily and when I track my food daily, but I don't restrict at all like what I'm eating. I just practice awareness. And most recently on my birthday weekend, I gained three pounds and I didn't even care. Like it was great. I was kind of proud of myself. Like, see, I am able to gain weight really easily. <laughs> like This is a thing. And, but then I, I had my plan and I knew exactly like what I needed to do over the next, you know, couple of weeks to, to just go back to normal. So my new way is, is not saying I can't have sugar. It's not saying I, you know, there's nothing I can't have, but I'm going to know exactly what it looks like in my fitness pal, exactly how many nutrients I got for the day. Like, I'm just going to be very, very aware. And if I'm okay with how it makes me feel the next day to put certain foods in my body, like I'm just aware of the cause and effect. And it's been beautiful. Like my life is super happy. And I used to just detest the idea of tracking. I absolutely detested it. Like just putting things in my phone, like as I'm eating, just awful. But now it's like data. It's like metrics for my business, which is why I love working with entrepreneurs. They always get it. You know, you got to eat your business vegetables (laughs) as I tell them, but it's like, we wouldn't run a business and say, I'm just not going to pay attention to anything going on in my business. And then I expect to have, you know, money to spend. And so for me, because I feel like I can just wake up 10 or 20 pounds up, like, I feel like that happens to me 
keeping track of the metrics for me personally is so important. And then nothing's a surprise because every time I've gained weight in my life, I feel like I woke up one day and all of a sudden I see that picture. I'm like, wait, that's what I look like. And then I get on the scale. Oh, 20 pounds more. That's why I look like that. And it was just always a surprise. So I just don't want to be surprised anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you're, you're right. It's like you said, running a business. I, I, you made me think of like social media stuff. So I will admit that that is not my favorite thing to do. I'm still, I think, cause I don't understand it and they always change the metrics and what gets views. So I struggle with that. I'm always like, I'm too old to figure this thing out. I'm asking my 15 year old son, how do I post and how do I link? Um, but it's funny because people will say, well, you know, how are these posts doing? Are you looking at the analytics? And I'm like, of course I'm not. I don't even know how to do any of this. Well, then how do you know that what you're doing is working, right? There's got to be some kind of accountability, whether it's you know, on the scale to see a number, or it's measuring how you feel, your energy levels, how well you're sleeping, your mood. Those are all metrics. And sometimes we get stuck and focused on one when really there are lots of data points we can look at to see if what we're doing is the way that works best for our body. I love all of that. And my energy levels are the most important to me. Am I able to just go, go, go all day? Am I able to maintain my excitement and my passion for my business? And the other day I was talking to my mom and I'm like, man, mom, I'm just tired today for some reason. I'm like, oh, I didn't have my, my vegetables for me, vegetables, direct cause and effect, whether or not like I'm full of energy or not. It's crazy. Oh, and I didn't have enough water. Never mind, mom figured it out. Like and I was just <laughs> talking to her. Like I just go down the, the sleep water vegetables, you know, healthy, like starches list and exercise. And I always find the reason always, always, always. So we always lead with energy and I don't encourage my clients to weigh every day. Like a lot of people can't, it's not helpful for them, but for me, I have power when I do it. I'm like, yes, I know what's going on. Well, I think it's all about how you look at it. Like you track from a place of positivity and of curiosity, like, wow, this is more information versus dread and um, guilt and c- condemning, right? Like there's a big difference in your mindset when you're looking at that information. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. So, so you would be an advocate if someone were using it in a positive way, because for me this last weekend, I had a fantastic weekend. I ate some really fun things, but I was super aware. I did 20,000 steps on Saturday, you know, and, and then sure enough on Monday, I, nothing happened like good or bad. Like it was just, it was, it was exactly where it was supposed to be. Didn't gain weight, didn't lose weight. It was, it was just perfect. And it just made me so happy to know that like my internal awareness was working that weekend. And on my birthday weekend, when I gained three pounds, I knew that was coming too. (laughs) you know, that feels great. And I think we need to go into sometimes those weekends or those girls weekends or vacations and knowing, Hey, I'm going to be trying different foods. I'm going to be enjoying things. I'm okay with being up three pounds at the end of this trip because it's a culmination of everything I've enjoyed. But a lot of times you can't gain weight. You, you know, the whole, it's the whole mindset piece. And when you can come at it with positivity and curiosity and awareness, it changes the whole story. Yes. And I think in the past, 
I would have a beautiful, wonderful weekend. And because I wasn't aware, I wasn't tracking, then I would say, oh, I need to, I need to come back down from this. But I wasn't, I, I still didn't exactly know what I was putting in my body. I, I still wasn't completely aware. So I felt like I was trying the next week to come back down off of what I gained in the next two weeks. And then it wouldn't come off. And then I would just throw my hands up like, and just say, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want because none of this is working anyways. That's right. <laughs> and so right. now it, like, it's just that, that awareness, that awareness and also, uh, starting with goals, a big important thing for me was starting with goals that I could accomplish. And I hired our own nutritionist at our gym. I, she's amazing. Like I hired her. <laughs> she's, she's, she's awesome. Um, and I told her when I went into it, I said, I, I really don't want to restrict myself. Is there a way we can do this without restricting? And she asked me, well, what are you willing to do? And I said, I'm willing to track. And she's like, oh girl, we can make this happen just with awareness. And she was right. And then each week we would just focus on one thing that I was going to add. So I added vegetables because I, I literally did not eat vegetables. Even when I was supposedly healthy for those three years, I was healthy from a calorie standpoint, but I still wasn't in taking my vegetables. And then we would celebrate the heck out of the fact that I was eating my vegetables, which motivated me to be able to add something new on top of that. Okay. Now let's work on water. And, and then now my, my, my supposed, I don't want to call it diet, but my diet is, is, is healthy by choice now. And it was that gradual celebrating the wins so that I could be motivated. And I always say without celebration, there is no motivation. Like you got to celebrate the little things to be motivated, to continue and earn those big things. Yeah. So how do you celebrate? <laughs> so, I mean, I have, so I, I want to tell you one of my favorite ways I haven't been doing it lately, but I used to have a journal and I'd give myself stickers. And everyone I just, loves stickers. Everyone loves everyone. stickers. <laughs> and so it would just be stickers for, you know, my top things for water, for exercise, for sleep, for vegetables. And I, back in the day, I, for not having like added sugar. Um, but I have a client who's currently doing that. He's awesome. And he has cool star Wars stickers. And when he goes over his 10,000 steps, he gets a star Wars sticker. And I think it's adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I know we're taping this just the audio portion, but I have a little Mason jar that with dice and every time, like I, you know, if I'm working on a particular goal and if I accomplish that goal for the day, I throw another dice into the jar. And my whole thought is once that jar is full, I'm going shopping. <laughs> I'm not going to a buffet, but I'm going shopping and I am not going to feel guilty about spending money because I worked hard for that. So sometimes people are like, well, how do we celebrate? It can look a bunch of different ways, but I completely agree. I think too many of us deflect celebrations because we don't think it's a big enough accomplishment yet. And then we get unmotivated because, you know, it's taking forever and then we quit. Yes. <laughs> our, our subconscious brain literally needs to feel like we're winning in order to seek out the same things that are causing us to have that win, if that makes sense. So if we're just always hard on ourselves, then we are not motivated to continue to do those small actions that help us eventually get the big goal because we're literally telling our subconscious we're not doing good whatever we're doing is not working. And, and it, it's a, it's a real thing. But if we say, 
I am so proud of myself for drinking my, my water. And, and we're like, yeah, we're on the right track. We're doing well. And we're journaling it. And we have excitement over those small things. Then our subconscious seeks out those same behaviors. And then eventually they really do become just mindless habits. Like we're not even using our brain and, and we're drinking plenty of water and we just do it because it's a habit, but it's hard to ever get there if we're just always hard on ourselves. And we, we have either been that person or we know somebody who's like that, just always hard on themselves. They've been hard on themselves for 20 years for the same thing. And how has that helped them? Yeah. I always use the example of like when a baby takes his first steps, like the, the child lifts his hand off the sofa or the chair and takes one step and parents go berserk. You know, they're high-fiving, they're screaming, they're dancing. And, and that child has this look in his eye, like what the heck just happened? Why are they behaving like this? You know, what did I do and how do I make them do that again? <laughs> so you know, we make a big deal when a child takes his first step. It's not like the child walked across the country. He took one step, but we celebrate the heck out of that one step. And that one step builds confidence to try a second step until, like you said, it just becomes a habit. That child just walks, doesn't even think about it anymore. Yes. So. That, that's my, that's my favorite part of this journey is working on the mindset because it's something that I never understood I always just tried through sheer force of will to do everything that I did. And that only lasts so long. And then yeah. when external circumstances happen to us, like crazy family stuff or natural disasters, like everything just goes out the window because we're just, you know, using our willpower, which it's really hard. There's limited amounts of it. Exactly. Well, and I think another part of it, and you can maybe speak to this is always there's more than one way to do things and it's constantly being able to adapt and change. Like I know for us now, granted, we're right outside Philadelphia, but it's not always sunny in 70 and nothing drives me crazier than when clients will be like, well, it was too windy today to work out. It was too cold. It was too rainy. Oh, it's too hot. I'm like, we do not live where it's sunny in 70. Like we're going to have to figure this out. COVID, you know, put a huge wrench in people's plans. I mean, speak to that with the gym and what were you seeing with your clients? Yeah, we were closed down completely for 79 days Ugh. and we did Zoom classes, but it was hard. I, I was in the Zoom classes and I would like hide off camera and just not try very hard because I knew the coach couldn't see me and I'm the owner of the gyms. Like, <laughs> and so for me personally, not having the gym to go to, uh, really made me figure out how to adapt in any situation because prior to that, I really didn't travel. Now I'm traveling, but before I just ran my business and didn't really go anywhere. So I always had the gyms. They were like my security blanket. And when that was taken away, it was great to learn how to be able to work out you know, in any situation. And, and then I got injured. And so I was out for a good three months with an injury and, and couldn't do much. So after come, I came back from the injury, I was back at like square zero of being unmotivated and really like, I I've never really enjoyed working out, but I really, it wasn't even a habit anymore. Cause my gyms had been, you know, taken away. So I had to start with 30 seconds a day 
Like I can hold plank for 30 seconds or I can do 30 seconds of squats and then never miss a day. And then it became a couple minutes and then it became five minutes. And we're talking about the span of a few months here. And then finally it became me getting back to doing full long workouts. And then finally I got back into the gym and that's from a gym owner who's owned gyms for, I've been working out for 16 years. And, and, and so Yes, we have to adapt. We have to, we have to figure out how to do these things. But I think when our clients are all or nothing, a lot of us are my clients, almost all of them are all or nothing. They're entrepreneurs. And so when you're like, I'm either going to get an hour outside doing whatever, or I'm going to do nothing like that's our mentality. And so we have to kind of say, wait a second, what's the minimum amount of exercise I could do? And let's start doing it. And then if we feel like it, we can continue in my hotel room. I put a towel down on the floor. And even when I don't feel like it, I say, I'm just going to start in plank and see what happens. And then usually I end up in a whole 15, 20 minute routine. Yeah. I love the fact though, that you shared that even gym owners sometimes need some to start back at, at square one and build from there. Like just because you own a gym doesn't mean that you just wake up excited to exercise every day or excited to eat healthy. I mean, people ask all the time, like, do you eat cookies or yeah, of course I do. I love them. I am just a regular person. Um, but you know, when you can hear from somebody that feels human, (laughs) right. One of my favorite quotes was from a guy I know. He said, uh, we lead with our strengths and we connect with our weaknesses. And so, you know, when you're able to be like, I struggle too in that area, then people are more likely to connect and then you gain that trust factor and then they're willing to, to put in the work because you've been there and you know what it's like. Yeah. When I first lost weight the first time, I didn't tell anybody that I was ever overweight because I thought I had to be this certain persona to own a fitness business and, uh, And very quickly, like the first time I had somebody who was just really like upset about their own progress, I shared my story. She's like, why don't you share that anywhere? And then I got out my old before pictures. I thought I had ripped them all up, but I found like a couple and I posted my story and sent out an email and it was so uncomfortable. It was so, it's so not fun to talk about all of like, and I have I have, I feel like I have a lot of weaknesses. Like I, I feel like if there's a range of like food addicts, I'm, I'm somewhere on, if that's a thing, maybe it's not a thing, but it's like food. I think about food all the time. Like I can't wait to be hungry so I can fulfill my craving. (laughs) I think about it more than anything else. And I'm like, that's not normal. But uh, anyway, sharing that uh, is hard, but I've been doing it now for a long time because people identify. And then when COVID hit, I gained weight again. And I sent out an email saying, Hey, I gained 10 pounds. You know, who wants to lose their COVID weight with me? And then I gained nine more. <laughs> and then now I've, now I've lost it. And like I said, it's the, it's the, I, I, it's the last time who knows there might be another story when I'm like, you know, when I go through menopause or something, that'll be a, that'll be a <laughs> wing dinger, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I can totally relate with you because we had a, um, a local magazine did a story on, um, our business and, um, I, I was interviewed and they were talking about like, 
okay, tell us about your business. Tell us about yourself, how you got involved with this and your story. And I made the comment that I was heavier in college than I was pregnant with my twins. And the inner, the girl that did the interview and she was my, I knew her from before. She's a friend of mine. And she was like, Oh, forget all this. That's what we're talking about. And I'm like, what? No, no, we're not including this in the story. She's like, Oh, we totally are because this is how people are going to relate to you. And I remember when it was coming out the magazine, I wanted to vomit every day that I checked the mailbox because I was going to be exposed for, you know, for my story. And it felt, I can totally relate with you because it just felt horrible. But yet how many people came up to me because of that story? And they were like, thank you, you know, for sharing that. Um, That was so helpful. And I was like, really? (laughs) I, I wanted to be this perfect person that just had it all together. And and it, I wasn't, and it's true. I should try to be somebody I'm not. Yeah. I wanted to be the perfect person that had it all together. And I wanted nobody to notice me ever. Like I, I like when I was a teenager, I liked to be with my books in my room by myself. Like that was my happy time. I mean, that's probably how I ended up where I was needing to lose the weight was I was just always eating and reading. And now when the light light is shined on me. And I know I have my Rhino Julie show and I am out there, but it's, it's because I do feel like I have something bigger than myself that I'm trying to help people with, but it is always so uncomfortable. Like I, I just, sometimes I'm just like, why did I put myself through this? Like, you know, when you have certain feedbacks or, or criticisms or whatever, and then you go back to your why you're like, okay, this is important showing forth like a perfect person or not showing forth anything isn't helpful. And, uh, all it takes is like one person running across the room of my gym. I have no idea what they are. They give me a big hug and they're like, Oh my God, you've changed my life. And and I've never even met them. And you, I'm sure you have the same thing happen to you all the time. Like, then it's like, okay, that's why I'm sending these emails that are real and raw. And that's why I'm doing these weird videos online. (laughs) (laughs) pour out my soul. This is why. Yeah. Yeah. And we appreciate it because we need to see that we all have struggles. And just because we have positions of authority or expert, you know, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't mean we're not human first. Yes. And I get like, I don't ever want to label myself. I think it's important not to label ourselves but like this conversation is great. Like I'm feeling energized, but most times, like when I am out in the world talking to people, I feel like I'll get in my car or I'll come home and I'll just feel like I have nothing left. Like I gave it all, (laughs) you know, like some people are energized by talking to anybody and I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. And I don't, I don't know what I would not call myself an introvert just because I don't want to label myself but it's, it's all hard. And so anybody listening, if you're trying to do something that's hard, that's where we grow. And that's where we're able to like get to the next level. And then that thing that was hard becomes easier. And then we're on to the next thing. And then we keep growing and growing and growing as a person. So you guys got this. Yeah. Yeah. It changes, not a light switch. You know, it's an, a slow evolution. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I don't do that anymore. That's right. I used to do this. And then, huh, that's interesting. That's how change happens. <laughs> so yes. you just, you keep showing up and you give it your best and that's it. You know, 
that's how you do it. So I actually want to go back a little bit. I know we're we're coming up on time here, but I want to go back really quick and talk about eating vegetables because before we started our talk, you shared something really interesting and I want to make sure that we don't leave this subject untouched. So can you please reveal your biggest secret when it comes to you and vegetables? Yes. So whenever I used to see the plate method, I used to get so discouraged because half of our plate is supposed to be vegetables. And I just don't like them. I don't want them. I've never understood like salads, like fruit is fine. I have a good relationship with fruit at this point, but vegetables, no. And so when I started eating healthy, I said, wait, why do I have to mess up my meals with vegetables. Why can't I just eat the vegetables while I'm in the middle of working? I'm working anyways. And so now I just take a pile of broccoli. I try to mix it up different vegetables. And I just eat like three cups of it as a snack at once. So that when I get to my lunch and my dinner, I can just have my favorite, like healthy, you know, starches and my proteins and my fats. And I don't have to worry about the vegetables. So I just, I get them done separately. A lot of people say, well, I eat my vegetables first. And I'm like, for me, that doesn't, then no, that doesn't work. Cause I like being hungry and I like fulfilling my cravings with food that I like. So eating vegetables first for me, that doesn't work. I eat them in between meals. Yes. So the important lesson <laughs> from this is, I, and this is something I share too with my clients. Like, I don't care how you get them in. I don't care if you roast them, you blend them, you liquefy them, you eat them raw, you eat them cooked, you eat them at 8 a.m., you eat them at 8 p.m., just get them in. And so another way that you found that works for you that you can be consistent with is I just eat my vegetables at snack time. It's brilliant. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, I, especially, you know, when you're doing your tedious tasks, we, we all have those. So I have tedious tasks that I do every day, no matter what, I'm the only one that can do them. And that's when I eat the vegetables because I'm already not enjoying myself. <laughs> so it just kind of gets all lumped in there. You know what? I had a client where he would bring like a couple pounds of carrots, like large carrots. And during the workday, when he had to be, you know, he was tethered to the computer for work meetings. He couldn't go anywhere. He just turned his, you know, volume off and sat there like Bugs Bunny and just gnawed through his carrots to get it done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, I think, again, there's no one way to do this. You have to find what works for you. And, um, and you found your way. And I mean, you just exude energy and positivity. So hopefully this talk here won't drain you too much that you can still continue to go through your day. But I just love feeding off of your energy because it's, it's contagious. No, I, I have had an, a very enjoyable time. I still have, I think I have even more energy now after we talked. And I think it's because I feel very comfortable, you know, with you. I'm like, oh, she's just, she's, she's one of us, you know, she, here she is doing her thing, spreading her message. And no, I felt very, very comfortable. So. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So couple last minute things. So if you had like one piece of advice that you could share with the listeners when it comes to um, whether it's achieving goals or with the gym or exercise or just health in general, what would it be? And if it's more than one, that's fine too. Yeah. So I always analyze 
you know, my sleep, my exercise, my nutrition, my, um, and water intake. And I'm like, okay, where am I, where am I having the hardest time? And then whatever that thing is, then I figure out one small, tiny, what's the tiniest little thing I can do to improve that one thing. And, and exercise, if someone is not exercising at all, I, I'm, I'm just a big fan. I always come back to that first because exercise helps us sleep better. It makes us want to drink more water. It makes us want to eat healthier. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of the base for all the other things. And, and if you haven't exercised today or yesterday, I really recommend just starting with 30 seconds of something. And as you're doing it, uh, say the mantra in your head. I'm so thankful that I can hold plank. I'm so thankful that I can squat up and down. I'm so thankful that I can go on a walk. And that's what I say whenever I'm, I'm being a little grumpy about having to exercise is I say, wait, I'm thankful that I'm physically capable of doing this. And when I had my injury, I could only move like my upper body. And so I just had these little weights at my desk and I'm like, okay, I'm thankful I can do shoulder presses. (laughs) Thankful I can do bicep curls, even though I couldn't do anything with the lower half of my body, um, for a few months. So that that's my biggest piece of advice. Like what's the What's one thing you can do for 30 seconds and then just repeat that mantra of just being thankful. And I can feel the blood pumping through my body. Like I'm thankful. Yeah. Well, you're, cause gratitude changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it, it does. It does. Uh, my, my boyfriend and I at night, like uh, if, if either one of us are ever feeling some kind of way, you know, sometimes you just have like some, maybe it's anxiety. Um, the other one will always say, what are you thankful for? <laughs> And it always makes it better. And then we list what we're thankful for and then we just feel better. Yeah. No, it's, and it's something so simple, right? Simple. You know, yeah. Like I said, when I talk to you, like even, you know, I was a guest on your show as well, but you just, ex- like, I just keep saying you just exude positivity and people like, how do you have so much energy? It's, you know, it's gratitude. And, you know, it's these little simple practices that you, you put in, put into practice every day. That's how it happens. It's not like you were born with, um, this positive outlook. Maybe you were, but you also work at it. And I think that's sometimes, well, I'm just not that person. Well, I can teach you how. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, growing up, I thought my life was going to be a certain way. And I made some bad decisions around 18 years old. And I kind of felt like my life was over. And when I was able to get out of that, I was like, I'm going to appreciate every second of freedom and every, you know, every second that I can choose how to be or choose what to do, like choose to exercise, choose to eat vegetables. Like, wow, just having a choice is beautiful. And so I always just want to choose to, to, do something happy or be something happy. And I even have it written on the wall in my gym, like no gossip, no negativity, no bullying. Um, because it's so important for me to have that sanctuary. And I like to have friends who don't, you know, don't want to be negative. Like we all have crappy things happen, but when we find ourselves like speaking negatively of other people, like I used to be the worst about all of that. And, uh, I just don't want to be that person. And I think now that I'm just like, what's the future going to be? What, what can I do? How can, how can I make myself better? I love reading and improving myself and having those focuses instead of looking at other people's lives or 
what anybody else is doing. (laughs) I'm in a happy little bubble and my gym is a happy little bubble, which is why I didn't ever used to travel, but now I'm starting to travel and I'm excited to see different cultures and see what other people are doing. But I can't agree with you more. It's, it's thankfulness is definitely important. And when I, most of my life, I didn't like myself. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. And when you don't like yourself, it's really hard to be nice to other people. It's really, you know, hard to love other people. And so it really is like eating my vegetables, drinking my water, sleeping, exercising. It makes me love the whole world. It's so silly, but it does. It really does. And for a time, I only had part of the equation, which was exercise. So on the outside, I was, I was always nice, but on the inside, whoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're so thankful for your story and how you, you came to appreciate all aspects of it. So it was a wonderful, wonderful testament to who you are and, and your journey. So, um, where can we find out more about you? Where can we learn about you and listen to you and your wisdom? Uh, we'd love to know more about that. Yeah. RhinoJulie.com uh, has all of the different places. I'm Rhino Julie everywhere. So I'm so easy to find on like Facebook and Instagram, just Rhino Julie and Adrian, you are a dream. I feel like I just had therapy and didn't have to pay for it. That's how I feel with you. <laughs> Good therapy though. Not the therapy that makes you really sad afterwards. Cause I've had that before, but the good, the good one. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's, that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, all right. So every time we end an episode, we always share a recipe or a quick nutrition tip, uh, or just quick find at the grocery store, because all of my listeners are, we're, we're real people. And sometimes we need quick ideas or just easy ideas. So I'm hopeful that you can share one with, with us now. Yes. So I love going to sprouts or whole foods or whatever you have. And I love looking at either the frozen meals or like this Maya Kamal, it's M-A-Y-A-K-I-M-A-L. It's everyday doll, D-A-L. They have these, they're, they're in the regular shelves and they have all whole ingredients. They're done in five minutes on the stove. And then I add to the frozen foods or to my little finds on the shelves. I add chicken, like real chicken that's pre-made from Trader Joe's because I need five minute meals. And then a lot of times I'll just throw in frozen spinach to just add it because I don't really taste the frozen spinach. So it doesn't, you know, hardly count, but that's my little secret is taking those frozen foods and those foods that are already on the shelves and then just adding more protein to them and making it super duper fast. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. I love that because not every evening is an opportunity to spend 45 minutes in the kitchen. So when you can utilize the shortcuts from the grocery store and still make it healthy and you can throw vegetables in that don't ruin the meal, it's a win on all all accounts. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today. We learned so many valuable nuggets of wisdom and I know that this is going to be so helpful to all the listeners. So we appreciate you being here. Thank you everybody. Rhino tough. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the nourish eat repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate review and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. 
or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.